Uh, sorry, I, I forgot how to start the show. Hello and welcome to Wrecked Podcast. I am Bunchu alongside my esteemed colleague and co-host, Crypto Chamber. Chamber, how are you doing, buddy? Buddy, I am excited to be speaking with you. It has been centuries. It Um, feels that way, huh? Yeah, absolutely, man. It's it's been a long time. I am very excited. We got up nice and early to talk to each other. So how are you doing, man? I'm tired. <laughs> I hear you. I, hear I have ya. been on the road. Literally, I have not been in my home since uh, last Sunday. So that would be the, I don't know, 11th or 12th. And yeah. I got home last night. I went to Orlando for our uh, company sales meeting. And uh, that was till Thursday. Then I flew to Charleston, South Carolina, a place where I had never been, which was pretty cool for a buddy's wedding. Um, and that was a you know three-day event and party. And then I r- arrived home yesterday evening at around 7 o'clock and slept for 11 hours. <laughs> Jeepers. And now I got to go out again tonight and for the next two days. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I was complaining about my schedule, but they then don't pay I spoke- me enough for this. <laughs> <laughs> I traveled the majority of last week. I felt bad about it, and then I talked to you, and I'm like, "Oh shit, I'm not too bad." <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's it, and we are back in full swing. We got two shows for you this week, two next week, and uh, all of that on top of our launch of Coin HQ. Um, How's that been going? <laughs> Actually, s- surprisingly well. Uh, you know, you're, you're always hesitant with these types of things. And uh, yeah, no, the, the feedback's been great. Uh, you know, we're getting a ton of, uh, ton of visits to the website, a lot of buzz. It's, uh, it, you know, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful when a plan comes together, right? It sure so, is. It sure good. is. And, but anyway, uh, we let's get started here with a little bit you know this happens every time we we have a long hiatus Mm -hmm. we come back with a bunch of stories like that we We can't wait to tell each other right (laughs) so and which i can't wait to tell everybody listening um so i had a real life wrecked for the ages uh so we're gonna start with some real life wrecked wrecked, so I gave you a sneak peek of what this you did. <laughs> I am I am uh, on the edge of my seat right now. So I don't know if I should sneak peek it like that or if I should just tell the whole story like it. All right, so I'm. Uh, it's Friday night, Friday uh-huh. night, and I'm thinking that I just might go to the this wedding welcome reception, right? Okay. So we're at this welcome reception, and the, my buddy that's getting married is kind of a wild kid. And, like, the type of wedding that he had doesn't fit. Like, we were like, I can't believe this is his wedding. You snapped <laughs> like, me a picture. You like were in white full... tie affair. It yeah. Was, uh, yeah. The, he was in, like... 
tux with with tails and his groomsmen, all that, whatever. So anyway, wild, wild bunch. And so he comes up to me with one of his buddies that I've never met. And we're at this thing and he goes, O'Rourke, I need you to get, I need you to do something for me tomorrow at the wedding. He's like, it's the only thing I'm going to ask you to do. <laughs> and this well, is the someone, groom. This is the groom. Yes, this is the groom. So okay. when so when the groom asks you that, uh, you got to you got to do it. Uh, you got to do it. So you come I'm to like, me on the day <laughs> of my wedding. <laughs> He's like, I just need you to serve my friend some papers. <laughs> some like, papers. I was like what? He's like, yeah. Uh, he's like, yeah. So I'm gonna give you a document tomorrow, and you have to pretend like you're, you know. I don't know if we know what they're called, like the service agent. The Seth that, Rogen like, character from Pineapple Express. Exactly. That serves people subpoenas. Right. And I'm like, all right, they're playing a prank on their buddy. And I'm, okay, whatever. Yeah, sure. I'll say I'll do it. And so, so uh, the next day comes around, the wedding comes around, and they. I'm thinking like, okay, they forgot or they're not going to do it or whatever. They come and find me and they they're like all right here's the guy and they point him out and they're like here's the document and they're like do it however you want but just let us know so we can video it so this whole event is on video (laughs) and so i'm like stalking my prey at this point like all right when can i when should i get him so i've never met him he has no clue where i'm who i am and he uh uh he gets in the food line, like the buffet line. Right. <laughs> so I co- I go up behind him in the buffet line. I, I was like, man, this is a great wedding, huh? And uh, he's like, yeah, it's like really great. I'm like, oh, you know, my name's Joe. What's yours? He's like, oh, I'm Paul. I'm like, Paul, Paul Williams? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, so you're confirming you're Paul Williams? And he goes, yes. I reach into my pocket and I hand him this document. I go, you've been served. And I just walk out of the tent. (laughs) Like, I just literally, like, walk directly out of the tent. And then, this is on video. So, like, he looks around and he just goes, who the fuck was that guy? And so then his buddies are still, like, videoing this. And uh, turns out what I, so, like, I, I go back to my seat and I'm laughing because everybody was thinking it was great. it was funny and it worked out exactly how they wanted. And so I'm like retelling this story to one of my buddies and that I'm sitting next to. And as I'm telling the story, I the groom comes over and he, I was like, yeah, I don't know. I was like, who wrote up that? Who like who wrote up the fake document? Like what was it? He goes, oh no, that wasn't fake. I was like, what? What? He's like, yeah, he's being sued for paternity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness i'm like what i'm like you how did you not tell me this how was is this legal thing? first of all <laughs> so i guess it's not like so it's not like a an it wasn't like a full-on subpoena it was his like basically just paternity documents and i guess i guess it's like one of their friends that's suing the other one it's like the weirdest. And they're both at the wedding? I don't know if they were both at the wedding. I don't <laughs> think so. I think one was and one wasn't. And uh, I don't know, man. But it, I felt so bad. <laughs> I bet. That's insane. I, was like, I had no idea that this was real. 
And so... Did you talk to the guy afterwards? Yeah. I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, I was under the impression that it was fake and it was just a prank. I'm like, I totally wouldn't have done that otherwise. I feel so terrible. He's like, he's like, I would expect nothing less from these guys. So... <laughs> That's um, insane. I told you it was pretty. <laughs> That's very pretty funny, though. Wild. I like uh, I like this groom. Uh, he is. Uh, oh, he's, <laughs> he's one of good. the best. His, yeah, this so, is good people. <laughs> I don't even call him. We don't even call him his real name. We call him Glow Daddy. Glow Daddy. <laughs> yes, and that, we were. At I Glow understand. <laughs> and so uh, that was my real life wrecked of the week. <laughs> So I, I have a I have an interesting one. Um, it's uh, <laughs> it is definitely a wreck story. So uh, as I mentioned, I was uh, I was away uh, the majority of last week, and um, we were at our national sales conference. And during these national sales conferences, you know everybody from across Canada comes, and it's you know it's it's a good time, and you get to kind of see people. There was fifteen hundred of ours at ours. Oh no, there wasn't. Maybe there was a hundred at mine. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, fifteen hundred is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so you get to see some people that you don't typically see very often, and the guy that got me into Bitcoin back in you know November of twenty seventeen. Oh, he was a work friend. He's a work. For, oh yeah, absolutely work friend. So he works on the different the East than Coast. Brian. Different than Brian. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, yes, this is different than Brian. Uh, so this guy works on the East Coast uh, in the Maritimes. Uh, so I don't see him very often. I basically only see him at these events, and I think he missed last year, so I didn't get to chat with him then. Um, so you know, we we're we're at kind of the first dinner. We're at this like um, uh, like a cow like we, we were in the mountains. So we got sent to this like ranch where there was like live music, and it was it was just us like in this like barn kind of thing. It was kind of cool. Anyways, so we're kind of in line and getting our food, and we decide, hey, let's you know let's just grab a table for you and me. We you know we haven't chatted in a while, and you know we start talking about Bitcoin. He's like, you know, you, you still in Bitcoin? And I'm like, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I started explaining to him like, yeah, you know, we, we started this podcast and, um, you know, we, we just, just launched this, this network of, of content creators. And he's looking at me and his eyes are just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, and he's like, yeah, I've been licking my wounds. Like he hasn't purchased any Bitcoin. He is, you know, the, the prototypical, uh, top buyer, bottom seller, if you will, huh, um, right. and hasn't purchased a thing since 2017. Wow. Uh, has been licking his wounds, is never touching Bitcoin ever again, and was just like, it, it, it was such a, op like, it was like looking at it in an opposite mirror, if you will. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, he's like, you did what? You you kept going, and I'm like, yeah, I kept going like an idiot. Um, and then yeah, I said, I said, thank goodness, uh, you know, we started this podcast, and I said, that, you know, that that has helped. Um, and we started, you know, I started talking Bitcoin, and it was just like he didn't know nothing about it anymore. Like we were talking about how you know what what the market was doing. I said, oh, you know, we touched on 14k, and you know, it's it seems like it's going to be rallying up soon. And he's looking at me like. Fuck you! I am getting the fuck out of this. Don't even talk to me about this. <laughs> so it was, it was, it was probably the first 
crypto chat we had since since then or you know what i mean maybe early 2018 well he probably had a ton in bitconnect he did he i don't know how much he lost i i know he probably had i want to say like 15 grand oh my god yeah it was a big it was i mean yeah it was a big number um so you know we were just talking about how you know how em- embarrassing it is you know considering the time we got in i said absolutely um you know it's just it's he's like you know he kind of chalked it up as an expensive life lesson and you know me being the sucker for pain that i am i just kind of plowed through um and <laughs> you know like, who knows it might, it might work out for me uh it might work out better for him in the long run we'll see, time will tell oh but that's i thought a great story i thought that was I, I didn't realize we hadn't really chatted about what i've been doing in crypto uh, or the fact that i've just you know continued to be involved in it but yeah the look on his face was just like what are you t- what it, it was the uh, it was it was the i think you should leave like it was just like he had, what? <laughs> yeah exactly it was so good but yeah so uh it was uh it was an interesting conversation um and i think he felt uh both proud that he got me in and also jealous that i stayed in you know what i mean oh he was jealous i think there was a hint, a hint of like shit i wish i had also kind of push through you know what i mean not well, more yeah, envious him, like, more envious than jealousy i would right, say maybe because for him it's like all right well i you know i just lost a bunch of money and got nothing else from it <laughs> right exactly yeah. i lost a bunch of money but i have twitter friends now <laughs> right and you have i bet you were i bet you talked about your twitter followers <laughs> Um, did I, I actually, I don't think I talked, like, I don't think I talked, I, t- I spoke more I'm of surprised. the podcast. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to flex too much. You know what I mean? I yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I was hoping that this story was going to go like into, you know, he has kind of stuck around and he's like, you know, maybe he's not too involved, but he, uh, <laughs> is aware of a person named Chamber on Twitter. Right. <laughs> Right, I, exactly. I wish that would have been best case scenario. I would That's have loved what it. I was hoping for. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, oh he, he was. Yeah, he was you're, totally you're oblivious. The wrecked podcast. <laughs> I knew I knew that voice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was talking to somebody at this wedding about the podcast because they actually listened to it, and they're really. He was floored when I told them that we had never met. Interesting. I always think that's impressive too. He and he goes, uh, he's like, yeah. I I meant to ask you which one he was at your wedding, and I was like, oh no, he wasn't at my wedding. No, this guy don't do weddings. <laughs> <laughs> There's no tux big enough for this man. No way, man. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, those are some good real life wreck stories. I love when they pile up like that, and you can just get a real. I'm good sure one. we'll pull more as as the weeks go by. I, I, that's the number. That was my number one off the top of my head. I wanted to talk to you great about. One, I'm sure. Great one. I'm sure. I'll, anyway. I'll get some more. All right, let's get into a little bit of news. Going to start us off here, sir. I am going to start us off. This one, I, I like this one. This one, uh, this is from the Block Crypto. And bear with me, I just realized that I have not put on my glasses this morning. So I'm like an <laughs> old man staring at my screen about, uh, huh? hello, what's, what's the cock crypto? <laughs> 
uh, <laughs> what's a crypto? <laughs> um, this is uh, Bitcoin's, quote, Twitter sentiment, unquote, data gets rolled out by blockchain data firm. Uh, New Zealand-based blockchain data and research firm Brave New Coin, BNC, has launched a new metric oh, I for... Think they, they sponsor... Uh... Yeah, that's his, uh, this is Ledger, uh, yeah, the LedgerCast uh, sponsor, and I believe Josh works for them as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, this isn't written by Josh. I don't know what he does there. I don't know if he just does writing or, or what, but this is by Yogita Khatri. Uh, New Zealand-based blockchain data and research firm Brave New Coin has launched a new metric for Bitcoin, dubbed, quote, Twitter sentiment. The metric analyzes over 34 million Bitcoin-related tweets every week, uh, BNC announced on Monday. The firm uses artificial intelligence algorithms that search for tweets containing words such as Bitcoin, hashtag BTC, and just BTC, among others. Uh, BNC said sentiment continues to be a significant factor in the price and momentum of digital assets, and hence, it has developed the metric. It took uh, over 18 months of work to launch Bitcoin's Twitter sentiment data, said BNC, adding that the data is divided into seven categories. Uh, those categories are opinion, technical, on-chain, adverts, bots, macro, and hack events. Uh, for the week ending January 17th, the opinion category led the chart, constituting 30.42%, followed by technical analysis and on-chain mining and hash rate tweets. All categories are in the green. Uh, BNC spokesman Pierre uh, Ansaldi said the firm will roll out sentiment analysis for other cryptocurrencies as well in the first quarter of this year. BNC provides various data uh, and uh, for, for cryptocurrency markets. Uh, last year, the firm partnered with NASDAQ to add its Bitcoin and Ether uh, indicators to the stock exchange operators global data service. So... Um, I love the fact that they're using Twitter to gauge sentiment. Um, what I and, what I took away it, from this is that you could have a direct impact. Uh, on this I absolutely can, um, but I I just think it's it it just really speaks volumes uh, to how many like like when you're looking at crypto social medias that it's obvious that Twitter is is the one. Like if you're if you're in oh, crypto. Right. And you're not on Twitter, you're doing it wrong because this is where all the sentiment is. Totally. And you're just going to put out bullish tweets like, Viva la beat, like, la hashtag BTC. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ooh, this chamber guy seems, uh, seems to know what's going on. <laughs> He's really got his finger on the pulse. <laughs> The Bitcoin uh, yeah. sentiment. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, I, I you know we always think this is the case, but when you see these companies actually adding it to you know the the, the, the bigger picture, it really kind of speaks volumes. Very interesting. Look out for Chambers' bullish tweets. He's going to start using cash tag BTC for everything, and you'll see him on this chart. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the, ch- the chamber effect. The chamber effect. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> All right. I got one here also from The Block Crypto. Um, Libra won't launch in 2020. Majority of 2020 Outlook survey respondents say. So we've been going back and forth on this a while back on do you think it would launch in 2020? I think, right. I, think I said it wouldn't. 
I'm sure I said it would because I'm bullish AF. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag BTC. (laughs) Bullish AF, smiley emoji, hashtag BTC. (laughs) Hashtag (laughs) Moonboy. Um, so it says most respondents to the blocks 2020 outlook survey believe that Libra won't launch this year. Uh, 70%, 72 or 67.9% of them said no, whether Libra will launch in 2020. Um, and you know, the remainder said yes. While the survey didn't focus on the possible factors that might determine where Libra goes live, uh, recent developments around the project hint at potential headwinds. Um, earlier this month, the president of Germany's central bank, Jens Weidmann, called on banks to develop faster, cheaper payments offering to counter Libra. I also just read this morning uh, that I think it's Australia looking to potentially ban libra now i saw that too yeah so <laughs> libra still in the news still controversial um what are your thoughts anything changed on your libra opinion lately uh no i mean I, I, i'm getting mixed emotions from it uh whether it will or will not actually in fact launch um i'm not sure anymore i'm, I'm really doubting yeah I'm still playing that conspiracy theory hat. I, you know what? That that's so far that makes the most sense to me. And you love conspiracy theories. I do love conspiracies. Yeah. So oh, all right, remind well, me to bring that up later because I got to add something at the end of the show. You got to <laughs> add something at the end of the show. Yeah, I, I forgot to mention something early on. <laughs> oh, you want to do it now? Um, no, we'll 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 keep it for the end. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Last news uh, piece here. Um, also from the block, Bitcoin miners made an estimated five billion in revenue during 2019. Woo! So how's that number seem to you? That is a big number. <laughs> that is a big number. Um, the world's Bitcoin miners brought in an estimated five billion in revenue during 2019. Of that figure, 4.89 billion was in the form of block rewards. Um, the 12.5 BTC generated every time a new transaction block is created. Um, and then the rest, 146 million, was made via transaction fees. Oh, I think that's pretty interesting to note. So I agree. only 146 million of that is transaction fees. So as the as the like it becomes more difficult to win blocks what's going to happen to that? Like, cause that to me says that transaction fees alone are not sustainable for these gigantic operations. No, I, I mean, those transaction fees will undoubtedly, you know, undoubtedly go up. I, you know, remember the back in the, I mean, not it, to make the difference up between one forty six million. Probably and, not. I mean, you, you <laughs> would need a lot of transactions, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, that reward number is set to change later this year with the having uh, going down to six point two five. Um, so the five billion represents a decline, actually, in twenty eighteen's revenue uh, when miners made an estimated five point six billion uh, two six billion, and then. But it's more than 2017, where there was 3.19 billion. Um, so that's pretty interesting. Uh, the 
figure okay so this is interesting too how they calculate that this is assuming that miners sell their bitcoin immediately um so it may not be the most accurate number out there I see. um because you may get people that hold um but mm -hmm. that's really the only way to calculate right i mean that's how you calculate for taxes right pretty mm -hmm. much so um interesting so i think uh, well, all that uh, what that tells me is there's going to be bigger, better, faster mining farms out there to compete with these block rewards because having is going down. You know, I was just having a conversation with a miner earlier this morning and did not understand one word they were saying. So. <laughs> <laughs> what were you talking about? I was talking to SoCal this morning, chatting with him, and he was talking about this miner or this new miner that he wanted and i was just like he explained it extremely well and i did not know what he was talking about <laughs> <laughs> but like that's the thing right he uh, you're gonna need to be able to upgrade all this equipment and everything yeah and he was talking about here i'll tell you exactly it was like a a special asic reprogrammable miner I don't know. It was very complicated, and he was very excited about it. Uh, but I, I don't know. Uh, he's a very smart man uh, when it comes to that, at least. I'm not sure about anything. <laughs> I can definitely vouch for his intelligence once, once it comes to miners. Love you. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway. But, yeah. Um. <laughs> so I'm still not getting into mining uh, because that conversation definitely scared me away again. Word. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for us for news. We've got one more stop on the segment train, and then we're going to get out of here, keeping it short and sweet. Do you want to uh, interject on your conspiracy theory now? So it's not it's not a conspiracy. It's more of an announcement, uh, but it's kind Ooh. of in that vein of you know w those conspiracies that I like. Chambers launching his Bigfoot podcast. Le it's <laughs> You know what? You're not far off. Um, oh. <laughs> So I don't know if you remember, uh, I don't know if it was last Halloween or the Halloween before that, you know, we would tell kind of spooky stories that have happened to us in the past. Yes. You remember this? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, you know, I'm a, I like spooky stuff. I like, you know, paranormal stuff. I love conspiracy stuff. But in my entire life, really only one thing has happened. And I told that story about kind of seeing what I thought was like a ghost. Uh, while driving on the highway, kind of sitting on the uh, on the median and just kind of watching, you know, cars go by. Creepy. I was listening to another podcast and it turns out that what I saw and what I saw was this kind of this guy in jeans and like a flannel shirt just kind of sitting on the median on like a huge highway with literally like in between cities. So it's yeah. kind of like a, a farmland area. Um, so there was no way that the guy, you know, I didn't see a car kind of, you know, Right, like on the on side the, of the road. On the side of the road, like, like chilling in the meeting. The person would have had to walk through a field, like cross like a highway where everybody's doing like 70 miles an hour at least. Right. And then just sit in the middle of it and watch cars go by, which it, even that, even that, if it was just a real person is a fucking weird thing to do. Correct. So um, both my wife and I saw this guy kind of in our peripherals as we drove by and about, you know, 30 seconds after kind of looked at each other like, what the fuck was that? Uh, and we both kind of described it. it was this guy just sitting there and he kind of did look out of place in time. Like he kind of looked like he had like a seventies, eighties look to him. Um, so that was kind of my ghost story. And that was, you know, for, for years, it's probably like 10 years ago, this happened. And I happened to be listening to this podcast and apparently there's a phenomena out there. Like, are you familiar with like Mothman and stuff like that? 
Yeah. So kind of in the same vein, this this person's called Flannel Man. No Flannel joke. Man. So apparently there is there are people that see like like a man in flannel, usually like a like like a lumberjack looking guy, like red and black flannel bearded guy, and it's kind of like a, a, a watcher or like a somebody that comes before like a disaster or like a bat. You know what I mean? Like kind of like one of those things. Yeah. And I, I and they were explaining it, and I was having like ice was rolling through my veins as they were explaining it. I. I immediately played it for my wife and she had the exact same reaction. And she's not one of these people. She's closer to you than to me. And she's like, what the fuck? So anyways, I reached out and I did, you know, flex a little podcast clout. I said, hey, oh, I mean, wow. no big deal. <laughs> Hi, um, I don't know if you know who I am, but. <laughs> I'm kind of a big deal. Um, <laughs> so anyways, so we I started chatting with the guy for this podcast. Turns out next Monday, I'm going to be going on his show to discuss uh, my encounter, um, so it was uh, wow, it was, yeah. So it was interesting. So I'm gonna get. I'll give you guys a rundown once I get back, and we'll have a better story. And I'll we'll make sure, to like you know, I'll I'll, I'll share it with everybody so you guys can laugh at me. Yeah, and then uh, but I'm sure we're gonna BTC it. So it goes I'm sure we're also gonna talk about you know the Mandela effect and big big feet. Oh my god, I can't wait. It's can gonna you please be at least bring up. I, I mean, if you're talking Mandela effect. You got to bring up the Shazam. Oh, 100%. Like that. And that's what I'm going to tell him. I'm like, I hadn't had that feeling of like ice rolling through my veins since the time that I found out about the, the, the Sinbad thing. Like, that's the, so funny. So it's 100% coming up. So yeah, it, it'll be, it'll be Amazing. definitely well, that's exciting. Yeah. I so that was wait. my, that was my announcement. Cool. That's pretty cool. Um, so our last little segment here is recommendations uh you got one for us i sure do um wrecked wrecked the number one i, I have two uh, I, I hopefully I don't steal yours. Uh, I'll give you one. You give me one. If, I'll you, give you if you do, uh, then you know that's a double recommendation. No, All no, right. Double the so power. the first thing I would rec I would recommend Sorry, is The hear. Outsider on HBO. Um, oh, I've it, been hearing about this. What is it, it? It's a Stephen King novel. I I just finished about uh, maybe two or three months ago. It was one of my favorites uh, that I've ever read. Um, and I, as kind of like as I'm reading it, about halfway through, I find out that HBO is going to be putting out this series, and with Jason Bateman as the executive producer, the director, the main character, it's got an all-star like the the acting in it is insane. It's kind of like um, if you like True Detective, you will probably like this, like oh, uh, season one, it. season yeah. one True Detective. Okay, um, so it's kind of in that vein. It's fucking amazing. Um, so highly recommend. All right. Um, what's yours? So I just watched on the plane the other day the uh, on Netflix. Uh huh. I know exactly what you're gonna say because this is my second one too. I guarantee it. Really? Yeah. The, the Aaron Hernandez. A hundred percent. It's yes. so good. Okay. It's, there it's you go. It's so good. Okay. Good. Um, Continue. So well, I mean, there's nothing left to say if you agree. So well, if, uh, you're if you an haven't NFL, watched it yet. You're um, an NFL guy, right? Oh, and huge. Yeah. I'm not. 
I knew of Aaron Hernandez. I didn't, oh, so you went in this with with mostly no knowledge of it. I would say fifteen percent knowledge. Oh, so this must have blew you away. Blew me away, especially the ending, because yes. I didn't I didn't know what happened. I didn't know the ending. Well, I knew you know part of the ending, but I didn't know like they kind of made it a narrative there, which I didn't really know about. So I didn't I know any of the ending. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it was it's phenomenal. If you're not into sports, it, it doesn't. It matter. doesn't matter. It, it does. It's, like it doesn't matter. It's so good. Um, yeah, like uh, that's typically something I would watch on my own. And I told my wife, I'm like, no, we got to rewatch this. You're gonna like this. Like, it's very similar to like if you ever listen to like Serial, or it reminds me of that yeah. like uh, that first season. It's of also, I mean, it's just fascinating to see like how someone like Aaron Hernandez, who was you know, forty million dollar contract, right? Uh, I mean, superstar tight end for the most popular team in the NFL. Right. It, it's like OJ Simpson, but like yeah. a notch above. But when he's playing, like, exactly, like it's not <laughs> that's a big it's, difference. It's so like, crazy, yeah, it's wild. So um, that was. I'm glad we had the same one there because uh, uh, I was gonna say because if you hadn't watched that, I would like I said let's stop the show right now. Go binge <laughs> all three episodes. No, it was good. So yeah, it's three episodes. They're about an hour each. The last one's a little longer, but um, you can knock it out in like a day. Um, but. It is very much worth it. There's a even if you so even if you know the whole story, there's a lot of stuff that is new or comes at it from a different angle. Right. Um, it's things that I didn't know. And then there's, you know, like conversations of his jailhouse phone calls and stuff, which it's are unreal. Fascinating. That conversation with his mother. Yes, I know exactly which one you're talking about. Like yeah. it, it, it's cr- it's crazy. Like yep. and it's almost better if you don't even know any of the story. Just go in. If if you're listening to this right now and you're like I have no idea who this guy is, stop what you're doing, just go watch it. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But all right, so that's a good uh, that's a good spot. We got the recommendation on the nose for both of us. So um, that do you got anything else? I don't think so. I gotta all wait right. for Home Depot. I think Home Depot is gonna be here any second. <laughs> <laughs> I've been rushing through this one. <laughs> All right. That's perfect. That's perfect. So anyway, we will be back on Thursday with a new episode. We got uh, we were on this person's podcast a couple of weeks ago, um, and we're going to have him on ours uh, just to I, – I don't know, like – you know, he has so much structure to his podcast. He's going to have <laughs> I don't fun know what us. we're going to do with him. <laughs> <laughs> we got to figure it out. It uh, if you don't know who I'm talking about, it's it's Charles from the Crypto Entrepreneurs podcast. We will have him on this week as well, so that'll be our Thursday episode. And uh, that's it. So, until next time, don't get wrecked, and that is financial advice. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. You can help support us by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and become a wrecked patron by signing up for a monthly tier on Patreon.com. That's Patreon.com forward slash wrecked podcast. Don't get wrecked.